Hello, my name is Meg. Welcome to the Unedited Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. The goal of this podcast is to help you both develop and enjoy the habit of daily Bible reading and prayer. About 20 years ago, at a very low spot in my life, I was convicted to begin this simple discipline, and I looked up years down the road to see how God had used this habit to heal deep places in my heart and do incredible things in my life. And so over the years, it's really become my greatest passion to help others get to know Jesus through His Word and through His presence. Through this podcast, I'm hoping to help you see the Word of God with fresh eyes, to learn to slow down with your Bible, and ultimately to fall in love with Jesus and to fall in love with your Bible. So thank you so much for joining me today. I am so grateful that you are here. Happy Friday. Welcome to Unedited. I hope you're having an amazing day. And I hope that somewhere in this episode, you smile and that this is a blessing and an encouragement to you. I want to start off by saying thank you so much um, for everybody who's been a part of Overflow. Thank you for the feedback and for sharing it. That means so much. Um, This is a message, the fine art of cultivating joy and sorrow that I am so passionate about. And joy is what holds us up when sorrow wants to pull us down. And joy is what counteracts the weight and the burdens that sorrow brings into our lives. And joy is our strength. Nehemiah wrote, the joy of the Lord is your strength. And God wants to give us a baptism of joy in whatever we may be facing. And so if you have not had a chance to order Overflow yet, it is available on Amazon. You can just search Overflow and my name and you will be able to find it. And if you would be able to leave a review, that would be such an incredible gift, such a big part of sharing a message in this day and age. For today's episode, I am going to share something called places. And this is not really tips or tricks, but in the beginning of this year, I just felt to go back to some of the very basics. And one of the first episodes on Unedited was about establishing a time and a place. When we are establishing a prayer life, when we are carving out a space with God, when we're learning how to just establish that discipline of getting into his word and his presence daily. It is so important that we have a particular time in our day and a place. We are creatures of habit and it takes a while for us to get habits established in our lives and we're fighting our flesh, we're fighting the enemy, we're fighting our schedule, we're fighting our phones to get this habit established. And so just being consistent with it is very, very important um not going to get into the process of habit formation or details on that, but um, it is very key to establishing habits to have consistency. And so if you are interested, you can go back and listen. I think it's episode six. It was time and place. Um, but today I just want to share the places along my own Bible reading and prayer journey and kind of how it's evolved and just walk with you through what that journey's looked like a little bit in my life. When I was 23, my mom said to me one day, Megan, you need to pray about it. And I've done an episode called The Seven Words That Changed My Life. Those were the seven words that changed my life. And I committed in a very non-emotional moment to Bible reading and prayer. I told the Lord, 
I will read my Bible and pray every day for the rest of my life. I have failed in that promise. But for the vast majority of the days since then, I have read my Bible and prayed. And it has become the absolute best part of my life. It is the anchor of my life. It's my counselor's office. Literally, I can tell you that if I had not established and committed to that habit, I don't know if I would be alive. I've walked through some very difficult seasons and challenges where this, this habit has kept my mind safe and sane and kept me walking with Jesus and kept me smiling. It has been the key of my entire life, this habit of Bible reading and prayer. And so when I was 23 and I committed to the habit, the first place that was my place, my prayer closet, my secret place was the tan couch in our living room. We lived in a a duplex. We lived downstairs, um, two units. And it started off actually when my kids would nap. That was when I originally would read and pray. And then they stopped napping and I started getting up a little bit earlier. Started getting up at 5.30 in the morning, which was totally out of character for me because I am not a morning person. And then we moved upstairs, bought that um, bought that duplex, and I knelt by the tan couch in that living room upstairs. And then fast forward about 10 years, we bought a house um in a city called Germantown, Wisconsin. And I had four different spots in that house, primarily the white couch in the living room. Um, in the summers, I would sometimes sit in the, the porch or outside on the outside porch. But that, that white couch is probably... The, all the places are so special, but that was my secret place. And every morning at 5 or 5.30, for the most part, now I have days where it's a little later. I like my snooze button, as my husband knows. But um, primarily, every single day by that white couch, Jesus would meet with me and allow me to meet with him. And it was such a special place. And then a few years ago, we sold that house and we moved to an apartment And I did an episode just about the struggle is real during that transition. Finding a new place in a very small setting was very, very challenging. And so I did pray for and read my Bible at home for a while. And then we did a prayer challenge three, I think it was three years ago. And um, I was the leader of the the 5 a.m. prayer group. And I started coming to church. And because we can't have coffee in the sanctuary, I started sitting on this brown bench that's in our lobby. And I'd be the only one in the building for the most part. And that has been my place since that time. And I cannot tell you, there is something so powerful about having a place where you meet with Jesus. I cannot tell you the number of days that I sit down on that brown bench and the presence of God engulfs me. The presence of God just sweeps in. It's like he's waiting there for me. And I know he is. And so 
I just want to encourage you, if you do not have a secret place, if you do not have somewhere where you can go, where you're unhurried, where you're undistracted, where you can be alone with Jesus, find a place, a place where you can speak out loud to him, share your heart with him. I do find that somewhere where there's not people around, where I'm not feeling any sort of pressure to sound a certain way or to make my prayer sound fluffy or pretty or fancy, that is the best place. Jesus said, when you pray, go into your closet. You and your father who sees in secret, you and him alone. And so such a key in this habit is to have a place. And so again, if you don't have a place, find one. Maybe you can carve out a little space in your closet, get rid of a few clothes and just get into the corner. Maybe you can go to your church. Maybe there's a different spot in your basement or your house where you can meet with Jesus. And so those are just a little, little few little details on places. Today, I'm not going to share an unedited journal entry. I'm going to share um, a little thought written by a lady named Frances J. Roberts in a book called Come Away My Beloved. I originally read this in a Joy Haney book called The Power of Positive Speaking. And I cannot tell you how many times this little thought has ministered to me. Um, I don't read a devotional every day, but when I do, when I feel you know, just sort of prompted or it comes to my mind, they are a blessing. And so in lieu of today's unedited journal entry, I am going to share The Master Artist by Francis J. Roberts. The Master Artist. Set thy gaze toward heaven. Lo, thine eyes shall behold my glory. For I have brought thee through the testing time, and my heart rejoiceth over thee. Thou seest but a part of the picture, but I see the design in its completion. Thou canst not know what is in my mind and what I am creating with the materials of thy life. Only be thou yielded in my hands. Thou needest not to make thine own plans, for I am in control, and thou wouldst bring disaster by interference. Even as a child who would wish to help a master artist and with untrained use of the brush would ruin the canvas. So rest thy soul, this knowing that I have been at work and in ways thou hast least suspected. For the picture in thy thinking and the work with which I was engaged were entirely different. I make no idle strokes. What I do is never haphazard I am never merely mixing colors out of casual curiosity. My every move is one of vital creativity and every stroke is part of the whole. Never be dismayed by apparent incongruity. Never be alarmed by a sudden dash of color seemingly out of context. Say only in thy questioning heart, it is the infinite wielding his brush. Surely he doeth all things well. And in all that he does with a free hand without interference, he can stand back and view the work and say, it is good. And again, 
That's a little thought called The Master Artist from Francis J. Roberts. God had brought that to my mind earlier this week. Just that line where it says, you see only a part, but I see the whole. And God reminded me of the scripture in John 13, where Jesus says to Peter, you don't know what I'm doing now, but one day you will know. That's the Megan paraphrase. We don't have the whole picture of the work of God in our lives. We just see this moment. We don't have insight into the rest of today. We don't have insight into tomorrow or next month or next year or the next 20 years or the eternal picture. But there is a God who is on the throne, who is ruling all things, who is sovereign, who knows how the tragedies, the struggles, the issues, how he's going to work it all out and how he's going to get glory and how he's constantly working with us just like a potter does with the clay. I love that passage in Jeremiah where it says it was marred in the hands of the potter so he made it again another vessel and we're not in the end of our story yet. We're in the middle. We are just seeing the middle right now and so I pray that that was an encouragement to you. That has been such a blessing in my life probably for the last 15 years, I have come back to that little devotional again and again. And so just remember to have a place with Jesus where you meet him every day. He's going to keep walking with you through the middle of your story. Thank you so, so much for joining me for this journey. I look forward to meeting up with you again next Friday. If you have questions or if you'd like to access this devotional thought, you can visit meganedited.com. For now, go grab your journal and your Bible. I so look forward to the power of this habit in your life. This is unedited. This is for you. Happy, happy, wonderful, blessed Friday.